Hello everyone, this is Kirk Hill Jr. And we are back with another episode of The Hill Review. Um, I'm not sure this is going to be a really long episode. I just want to get right into it. I want to talk about this movie, um, Joker. And I want to give my honest opinion about it. There will be spoilers, just so you know. Um, Yeah, so... I'm sure by now, most people listening, if you're listening to this, have already seen the movie. So, yeah, we're like I said, we're just going to dive right into it. But before we do, quick side note, uh, I wanted to touch briefly on Fright Fest because I went um, this past weekend uh, with my girlfriend, her family and my father. And it was a really great time. So if you get a chance uh, check out Fright Fest at Six Flags. Um, they got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, surprisingly, we didn't really do a lot of the Fright Fest, um, festivities, but, you know, we had a lot of time in the daytime going on a lot of different rides. Uh, Wonder Woman is crazy. Um, the death drop, um, is wild. Uh, didn't get to go on Cyborg, uh, but, you know, the old favorites, Batman, Nitro, Superman, always dope. Green Lantern is a good ride. That was my first time going on. Uh, Green Lantern is great. And Bizarro is uh, definitely worth it, even though it's like pretty pretty much like practically all the way in the back of the park. But I digress. I just wanted to talk about that real quick. Um I had a really good time and I enjoyed it. Now with this Joker movie. Um, I'm not going to talk about the obvious uh, when it comes to Joaquin Phoenix's performance. Uh, I'm going to touch on that later. I want to talk about uh, other things that I liked, disliked, um, mixed bag about. So what I liked... Uh, was definitely the score of the movie. You could feel the tension, um, and it went along with Arthur's, you know, psyche and uh, the, you know, dismantling of his mind and all the process that he was going through in terms of figuring things out. Um, the cinematographer, it's, wow. The cinematography. Wow, that was really stupid. Um, yeah, the cinematography was great. I, I was trying to say cinematographer, um, but yeah, he did a great job. Who, whoever that was, I forgot his name. Um, and Todd Phillips, uh, I think he wrote a pretty decent script. Great job directing. Um, again, like most people have said, uh, it has a very Martin Scorsese like uh vibe the inspiration coming from uh Taxi Driver and The King of Comedy um two of Martin Scorsese's best so you know if you're going to pay homage to anything you know it would be those two movies I also um wanted to talk about the feel of the city 
I think there was a stark difference between life for Arthur and most people in Gotham and then life for like people like the Waynes and the, you know, rich people of Gotham. And you could feel the disconnect between the two societies. And I think that was like a big part of what the plot was about or the theme of it, how the ordinary and downtrodden are ignored or misinterpreted, you know, misperceived by the higher ups of society. And that was a big takeaway. And I could appreciate that kind of um, story because it relates to all of us, you know, and we've all had experiences where we can feel that divide between classes. Um, I want to talk about other things that I liked, but uh, it was just unsettling, like the movie itself. And it wasn't as uncomfortable uh, as I thought it was going to be. And I think part of it helped that I was there with my father. So we were just kind of like going through it together. And a lot of my dad's reactions kind of helped me be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, cool, you know, that I wasn't with it by myself. I feel like if I watched the movie by myself, I'd be more like, oh, my God, like I'd be more in my head about it. But I could like whisper to my dad and my dad would whisper to me and it was like, all right, cool. We're going, we're experiencing this together. Um, and there were choices. Uh, I think the plot twists are the things that I enjoyed the most. The movie was not at all what I thought it was going to be in good ways and bad, but mainly good ways. Everything that I thought might happen didn't happen. And then all the things that you thought were going to happen based off what they showed you, it also changed. You know what I mean? Like the whole um, Thomas Wayne being Arthur's father. I was like, what? And then you'd come to find out, no, the mom's just crazy. Then you find out, oh, the mom's not even his mom. Like he was adopted, you know? So all that in there was just like a lot to unpack. And I think those stories in itself were like the main things that really broke Arthur down into like, all right, so everything that I'm believing in, everything that I hold to be a part of my identity is not my identity. So then who am I? And I think that's where Joker was born. And it's... um. It's just a really powerful, uh, you know, message to see that, like, your whole world can just be flipped and turned upside down in an instant, you know, and then you have to reconcile with yourself, like, where do I go from here? You know, what what choices can I make? And people around me are lying to me, betraying me. So, you know, 
how do I choose to deal with that? But it's hard because this is where I start to get into my uh, mixed um, portion of the review. I I feel like I feel like it's hard to pinpoint how to view Joker in terms of like his overall arc because it's I feel like it's trying to be multiple things at one time and I don't really know how to feel about it like I feel like it's not I feel like it didn't stick to one particular guy which I guess is true to Joker fashion because you know in the movie he's seen as an unreliable narrator which was another big thing um especially when it comes to the girlfriend character or the love interest character and how that whole relationship wasn't even really a relationship he just imagined it in his head so that was just a big like well jeez you know what's going on with this guy but i if you go by the trailer, he's kind of just a weird guy. And it just seems that he's just getting beat on by society. And everyone's just kind of like punching him in the face for whatever reason. And even in the movie, I still was kind of like, why does everyone keep hitting him? Like, I understand making fun of him. Like, in the beginning, they're kids. Yeah, they're going to mess with him. They're going to beat him up. He's a clown, whatever. But when it came to like the people on the train and even to a certain extent, Thomas Wayne, it was more like, do you have to hit him? Like, I don't know. It just that part just was a little like weird for me. I just was like, that's just a weird choice. Like, I feel like there's other ways to humiliate and come down on a character. You know, I mean, with the talk show host making fun of him on TV and making fun of his comedy, like, that's another way of doing it. And even if in real life the woman had rejected him, that'd be another way of doing it. But, you know, it's a more interesting route to go with the whole he imagined it in his head. But where I'm talking about in terms of his arc is the fact that he has a condition. And it doesn't really say what that condition is um but it makes him laugh at inappropriate times and that laugh is it it messes with you because it's awkward and anyone in real life around a person like that really wouldn't know what to do and it's like you know and then it becomes like everyone's you know the the media and you know the critics are calling about discussions of mental health and mental illness. So the thing is to me, and this is my only real issue because if it's about mental illness, then it's like, is he acting out because he's mentally ill and he can't discern what's right and what's wrong. And that's why he perceives the world the way that he does or is it because of his, again like I said before the loss of identity 
Is it because of him getting beat on, you know? And then in the beginning of the movie, when he's seeing the psychiatrist, you know, saying all I have are negative thoughts and then flashing back to when he was in an asylum and like smashing his head on things. And he was already very violent. It's just he wasn't doing it to people, you know? When he was in danger of losing the job, he kept kicking the garbage. When he lost the job, he punched the the time clock, you know, and grabbing Arthur and, you know, I just, I mean, not Arthur, grabbing uh, Alfred at the gate, you know, and that was a weird scene because he's talking to Bruce and Bruce is just kind of like, standing there you know like they didn't really give i mean i know he's a kid and the movie's not about bruce it's not about batman it's about arthur and joker and it's you know 100 percent arthur's movie but you know if you're gonna interact with people it's like have the characters kind of come to life and i feel like bruce in that small scene didn't really have a personality as a kid he just kind of like stood there and looked at this guy and just let him touch his face and it was just like that's awkward you're not even gonna be like you know what are you doing sir like i don't know any like kid dialogue like i guess to um avoid a bad kid performance they just kind of let him just stand there but that 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 part was just kind of weird to me i'm like this kid's not even saying anything like i don't know i didn't get that but i kind of have a hard time dealing with the choice of mental illness and the way to go with it because it's like he does these bad things but it's supposed to be in retaliation to the people that wronged him and what he does to them is wrong but it's kind of like at the end of the movie he tries to kind of say well if it was me dead on the street like you'd walk right past me you know And when you go through your life being ignored and being, you know, this, that, and the other, this is what you, you know, deserve. This is what you get. And then it's just like, you know, I, that scene when he says that is really, really great. And I'm going to get into it later, but it's like, then can you, why make it like a mental illness thing? Because if it's about that, then it's. And it's like he needs to be, you know, like treated and he the reasons why he's acting on the way he's acting is because of his condition. You know what I mean? But um, if he was just a regular man, if Arthur was just a regular man that dealt with a lot and held on to a lot. And then, like, the killing joke philosophy, that one bad day. Like, imagine if the plot of Joker took place within 24 hours. And within 24 hours, you just saw the psychosis of a good person or just a person with issues, but not necessarily mental issues. But just a guy who saw the world a certain way. And then the way that that bad day progressed just makes a person snap. You know, it'd be like even more of like a wow, like this is one bad day and it's really crazy. And it could be other things that led up to it in the past and whatever. But it's like this is the break. This is the day that broke this man. 
you know. And it's cool that it's paced in a way that's like you see the different developing things that just get worse and worse and worse. But then at the same time, it's like he's a victim of mental illness. So can we be as hard on him as a person who just kind of like had a break and went insane? And it's like, oh, man, like, you know, he's doing like a lot of horrible things. And I'm not really saying it right, but that's kind of like the, I just don't know really how to feel about the choice of having him already having mental issues. I feel like it would have been cooler if he was just a regular guy first, but that's just my opinion. Um, In terms of the only thing that I don't really care for, some of the supporting characters are kind of just there and they say these things and then they're kind of just out of the movie, which is fine. Because it's about Arthur again. But the world around Arthur, some of the characters just aren't as fleshed out as I would have liked them to me to be. Because movies are about like relationships with people. So who is the prime what is the prime relationship in Joker? And the only one that I can see that gives it like meaning and makes it strong is just his relationship with himself. You know, but he has no real arc with anyone else in the movie kind of his mother kind of Thomas and then it's kind of with Sophie the love interest but then that gets taken away because she's not really that didn't really happen so it's like you know that that part was missing for me and then I also feel like now granted I might not have seen it were it not for his its connection to um Batman and being a Joker movie and me wanting to see his performance and see if it stacked up against other Joker performances but I feel like this movie didn't need to be a Joker movie it didn't need to be a prequel to Batman like it didn't need to be set in Gotham City I feel like it could have just it could have been just as effective if not more um, if it was just Arthur, if it was just about this man that went through all these things and finally just had this break and started, you know, getting revenge and finding happiness in this violent person that he's become. Um, and then I feel like we could have even gone further with the unreliable narrator and the theories about what was reality and what wasn't because when you ground it in the fact that well all this is happening but we also have to show that like Thomas Wayne gets killed we have to show that Bruce becomes an orphan and that yes we're to remind everybody that this is Gotham City and soon Bruce will become Batman it's like when you are tied down to that one part of the comic book lore and just the fact that his name is Joker and, you know, the green hair and white face and, you know, whatever. When you tie it down into that and those are the key things that you have to keep, it's like, eh, it, it kind of like limits you to a little bit, a, a little bit, because as much as we want to decide what did or didn't happen, we do know that Thomas and Martha were killed. Like, that's just a thing, you know, he didn't imagine that, like, that clearly has to happen because that's what makes it 
a Batman prequel. And that's what makes it set in the world of Gotham City. So, you know, that was kind of like the real criticism that I had for it. Um, But this movie is a success mainly because of Joaquin Phoenix. And I said that I was going to talk about it. So now he's not my favorite Joker. Um, but do I think he deserves an Oscar nomination? Absolutely. Um, because to me, it's not really a portrayal of the Joker. It's a portrayal of Arthur. And as Arthur, he is an amazing character. The physicality that he brings to the role, the effort that he put into the awkward laugh and his his bad comedy his 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 dancing his his looks you know the way he stares at the screen the way he practices his jokes the way he practices being on set um for the talk show i mean just he owns it and even in the violence you feel it even all the scenes when he's running, you just feel the physicality of Joaquin Phoenix's performance. And when it comes to acting, um, you know, when he's when once he fully is transformed as the Joker, the scene that brings it home is the talk show scene. I mean, when he comes out from that curtain, when he does that little twirl, when he kisses the woman. And then when he finally sits down and when he's talking to Robert De Niro and he's like, Murray, and he just lets it rip. And that scene is so uncomfortable. Like you feel the tension, you feel the anger, you feel everything coming out. And even though you know that he's going to kill Murray, it's like the way he does it and the way that it's shot. It's just a wide shot and you just see him turn and it's just like, that's it. And you're seeing, and the way it's shot is, is that it's as it's as if we were at home watching on TV, watching live a man shoot another man, dead on the talk show, and it's just like, yo, and me and Dad were just looking at each other like, yo, he really did that, and then he just went up and shot him again, and then came to the camera like, it was just, that's my favorite scene, in the entire movie. It's just two actors just riffing off each other. And Robert De Niro is great in that scene. Like, amazing. So, um, yeah. It's just a wild movie. Like, I feel like you guys need to see it. Um, And it's, I feel about Joker the same way I feel about Thor. Ragnarok. When I first saw Thor Ragnarok, I didn't like it because it wasn't the movie that I wanted or expected it to be. It was way more of a comedy than I was expecting. So it made me not like it because I was like, why are there so many jokes? Like it's Ragnarok. It should be this big epic event. But the epic event was going to be Infinity War. And when I watched it a second time on Netflix and just watched it for what it was, I was like, oh, this movie is 
great because it's a fantastic comedy. It's just not the Thor movie that I wanted it to be. So looking at it that way, it's more like when you accept Joker for the movie that it is, it's great. But when you're thinking at it through the lines of this is a Joker origin movie or this is a prequel to Batman, it might disappoint you a little bit because there's choices that I don't agree with. I don't like the way Thomas Wayne is portrayed. Um, He's a little more uh, mean spirited than I would like. I don't really like the way Arthur is when it when it comes to his being the Joker and his turn. Like I don't know. I, I again, like I said, the, just the whole tie to the mental illness thing. I, I just I don't know. It's not my favorite interpretation of how the Joker became the Joker. It's it's just not. Um, and I don't know when it, when I look at it like that, then it's like uh, it's not the best. When when you just look at it as the story of a man named Arthur and what happens when society fails a person like Arthur. It's a fantastic movie. So look at it from that lens. Enjoy it for what it is. And I think you'll be surprised. I think Joaquin Phoenix will get an Oscar nomination. I hope he does. Will he win? I don't know. It'd be nice if he does. But I don't know. Um, in terms of like it being the best comic book movie of the year. Yeah. It's a comic book movie because it takes place in Gotham city and the Wayne family is in it. And the character his name is Joker. It's the only reason it's a comic book movie. If you take all that away, it's not a comic book movie. So by that definition, it's not my favorite comic book movie of the year. It's not better than Endgame to me. Um, but Joker is a, even a best picture nomination, I would say, um, you know, I'll give it that possibly. Um, there was something else I wanted to say. There's, there's a quote. Well, not a quote. He has a journal in the movie where he writes his jokes and stuff down and writes down his thoughts. And the part that stuck out to me the most is when he said the worst part about having mental illness is when people expect you to behave like you don't. And that just really stood out to me. Like when you have a condition, but people want me to act and behave like I don't have it. It's like, I can't. So I can't be what you want me to be or what you feel I should be. Even if I want to be the way you want me to be, I can't because of my condition. That was one of the strongest parts of that movie to me. And that quote is just, it it sticks to me. Um, And for people in your life who, or people in your own life, if you've seen people who have mental illness or know people who have mental illness and it's a struggle for you or you don't understand it, just think of it that way. You know, we can't expect them to rationalize and think about things the same way we do because they can't. So, you know, have sympathy in that way, but that in no way condones the actions that Arthur takes 
in this movie. He's not, I don't feel he's justified in doing what he did. Um, and the last thing I'll say, I wish the movie ended with the scene of him on top of the car when he dances and everybody's cheering around him. I wish the movie had ended right there because that would have been really uncomfortable for me because it would have just been like, wow, he did what he did, got away with it. He's at large. He's king of the clowns, king of the rioters, and he's being worshipped for it. That would have been amazing, you know. I mean, not that the last scene of the movie is bad. It's just more like, okay, so this is Arthur now. And the fact that the makeup is taken off of him in that last scene, it kind of goes back to like, it's Arthur. You just, you took it off. You took off all that makeup. Even the green hair is gone. He's just Arthur again at the end of the movie. So it's like, it's not Joker. It's Arthur. That's that's the only thing. Um, yeah. So this did end up being about as long as all my other episodes. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. But I hope you enjoyed this review. Um, out of a 10, I'd give it a solid 9, 9.5. There's just little things that I don't really agree with. But it's a great movie. Um, and, well, yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And I had talked to my friend Eli about it earlier, and we were going to have a episode talking about it, but we just ended up discussing it on our own. So it is what it is. Um, So check out Joker. Hope you enjoy it. And I will see you on the next episode of The Hill Review. Have a good one.